Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast, and I'm just checking in on you. I'm just, just checking in on you, seeing how you're doing, seeing how your week's going. Uh, you're back to work, you're not wearing a mask or a condom. They ain't got no coverage on either end, man, fuck it. Um, yeah, do your thing. Whatever the fuck you gives a shit. Nobody cares. It's over. Um, these fucking ants, god damn it. How many fucking ants do you have to kill before the other ants know not to come in here? That's what I want to know. I hate putting the raid on them, you know? Such a pussy way to kill fucking ants, you know? And then somebody else gets it on their feet, and then a bird eats it, and then the bird dies. And then that chick writes that, that, that book, Silent Spring, that I was meaning to read, but I just knew it was going to be too much of a fucking bummer. Um, I wonder why Hollywood hasn't made a movie about her. This woman, she was just like, you know, these pesticides are great, but if you start, you know, you send them all willy-nilly out there, uh, you know, you could really be fucking up the uh, wildlife. And they were like, shut up, bitch. You got a fucking twat. It's 1959. Go fuck yourself. I got big hairy balls here and a fucking lab coat. And you just never heard from her again. And usually Hollywood tries to give these people voices. Um, <laughs> oh, God, I am fucking burned out. But I got to knock this out because I got a bunch of shit to do tomorrow. A bunch of Zoom calls. Come on and Zoom, 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 ah, Zoom. Remember that kid show? We're going to Zoom, ah, Zoom, ah, Zoom, ah, Zoom. Come on, give it a try. We're going to show you just why. We're going to teach you to fly high. Check it out. It's a thing. It was a Boston show, right? Zoom, Z-O-O-M, Box 350, Boston, Mass. Oh, two, one, three, four, send it to Zoom. Fuck you. There was no cable back then. What do you want from me? All right? Give me a bunch of long-haired kids with striped shirts. I'm going to fucking watch them. That's what happened. That's what I did. Zoom had no fucking idea what it, what, what it was or what it was about. But I can tell you this. It's Thursday, everybody. If you're listening to this, it's Thursday, September 10th. 2020 and what NFL football starts up tonight with your defending Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. They ended a, I don't know how many fucking year drought, 40 year drought, 40 seasons anyway. They won it 1970, now they won it 2019. Patrick Mahomes trying to put his name in the fucking. The all-time record. He got one. Now he's got to try to get another one, right? But who's going to try to stock? Oh, it's the Texans with fucking J.J. Watt. Oh, fucking supersized Dudley Do-Right. And he's like, oh, just a second there, Mr. Mahomes. Sorry. Um, I don't know how to hype these fucking games. I'll tell you, my knowledge of sports already sucked. And now I got two kids and I don't even know what's going on. I know my fucking New England Patriots with care. On the center are playing the fucking Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins always play as tough. They always somehow figure out a way to split uh, the two games, you know, the, 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 the season series, these divisional rivals. They really know each other well. Um, six and a half points is the point spread. Is the point spread. Um, and Tampa Bay has the Saints. All right. So. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. All I know is we lost like five guys on defense. I know our only viable option at the wide receiver position, like last year, was Edelman, and they double-covered him. So we need somebody else to step up there. 
Okay, where have we improved? We have a quarterback for the first time in 30 years whose legs work. Okay, <laughs> we went from Drew Bledsoe to Tom Brady. All right, a Patri- uh, they had that dude Bishop for a minute in the late 90s. That dude could fucking move. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's been a long time since we had a mobile quarterback. So I'm hoping as you hope with any quarterback, that he does not have to run because when quarterbacks run, quarterbacks get hurt. Uh, So we shall see what happens. We got all kinds of new people on defense. Um, Our corners seem to be pretty good, but the heart of the defense, Dante Hightower is not there. That other fucking guy left. A couple more people. I don't know the fucking names. And uh, our offensive line, we still have Shaq Mason. With the other dude to the right of him, whatever his fucking name is. I just looked it up. I can't remember already. Uh, I recognize his name. And then we got, it just seems like all new people the other way. So hopefully, it seems like we have a decent running game. I have no fucking idea what the Patriots are going to be like, but I'm really looking, for, as a football fan, to watch Bill Belichick design a game plan. I mean, if he can, around the skills of Cam Newton. If he can do it for Matt Castle, he can do it for fucking Cam Newton. You know he can't. Um, and then I'm also excited to watch Tom Brady go into one of the great fucking stadiums. It was already a great stadium. It was already iconic, the New Orleans Superdome. And then ever since they redid it and somehow kept the integrity of the fucking original structure, but made it even just way better. Um, the Mercedes Benz Superdome, whatever they call it. Uh, we shall see. We shall see what happens. Both those teams, I guess, notoriously get off the slow starts. I have no idea. What else is going on around the league? You know, I could tell you if I didn't have fucking internet that takes nine years. Ah, oh, look at that blue. Look at the blue. It starts, it always gives me a nice fucking third of, of the juice, and then it just stops. I don't know what to tell you. If you guys have any suggestions on how I can get my fucking internet to work better out here over my garage, I am all fucking ears. Um, anyway, I got to tell you what I, the fuck I've been doing. Oh, by the way, by the way, the fucking Celtics lost a brutal one tonight. Double overtime. Incredible fucking game from what I heard. I watched the first half of the game and then, uh, life took over. Okay. Cooking dinner and baths and all of that shit. And, um, lost in double overtime. Once again, how big was that fucking shot that kid on Toronto hit? They were looking at going down. Oh, three. Okay. Oh, fucking three. And he hits that with like point fucking four seconds left. A three pointer to, to steal the fucking game. How big is that? As the Celtics are now facing a game seven against the uh, Toronto Raptors. I still feel good like we're going to win it because I kind of, they've kind of been going back and forth since that three pointer. Um, actually, no, we lost two games in a row. I must, oh shit, we've lost three of the last four. Well, God damn it, we got to do something. Um, I got confidence. I got confidence. In, um, but the, Jesus Christ, who's waiting for us after that is the fucking Miami Heat who beat the shit out of the Milwaukee Bucks. Speaking of that, the Clippers are beating the shit out of the fucking Pacers. Lakers are up 2-1 over Houston. When, how fucking unbelievable that Western Conference Finals, Clippers and Lakers. You know what's something? I, I know I shit all over the NBA hoop, 
with the super teams and all that. I'm done being this fucking old man. I really figured out why I don't like basketball. I'm just not emotionally built to sit there and go through the levels of ups and downs in a basketball game. The fact that your fucking team can be up 17 points and then fucking some eight-foot dude comes off the bench and hits three three-pointers in a row, cuts the lead in half, and next thing you know, you're going in halftime, you only have a two-point lead. I, I just, I, I can't handle that. I can't have, it's like, you got, it's like, it's like you're fucking bipolar. We're up 25. Hey, we got this fucking game. And I was like, 27 2 run. I, who saw that coming? The game's all tied up. 106, 106. It's just like, I can't fucking do this. And then, and then the final fucking three minutes takes like fucking half an hour. I, I can't fucking do it. I can't do it. I walk in and out of the room. I can't. That's why I like, I like fast sports. Get it over with. Rip the fucking band aid off. This fucking goddamn. Hoop, I just, I, I can't handle it. I can't handle it. Speaking of hockey, Tampa Bay wins the first two games against the Islanders. Nikita Kucherov, great fucking hockey name. Sorry, guys, I'm fucking exhausted here. Scored the next one, two to one. So it's looking like Tampa Bay, but Dallas won. So who knows? Who knows who's going to be in the West? But it's Tampa Bay's, I don't know. They just look like the best team, and they're showing that they are in the East. So we shall see what happens. Tampa Bay Lightning looking to win their second Stanley Cup since they've been a franchise. Since what, like 1997, I want to say? I don't know, 95, 93? When the fuck did they come in? I have no idea. They won it in 2004. Just the thing about a fucking Florida expansion team. Those motherfuckers win quick. All right, the Dolphins came in in like, what, 66? By 72, they had a perfect season, won back-to-back. They never won again, but whatever. They still did it, right? The fucking Miami Heat came in in 88. Oh, that took a minute. 22 years, but still, there's 30 teams. They still got in there quicker, right? Those guys all got on a boat and say, hey, man, what if we all got on the same team, man? Oh, that would be great, man. And then they fucking won a couple, two, three down there, right? Oh, wait a second. What am I talking about? Shaq won with, uh, with uh, the guy there. One of the great players. Dating, uh, you know, married to the, the, the fucking actress there. The fuck's his name? Dwayne Wade. <laughs> what the fuck? got a fucking hand on my goddamn screen. Um, did they win two? Dwayne Wade won two with him? Was Shaq a one? He won one. That's right. And then and Shaq did the, the rap. That's right. I remember that shit. Um, then who else? The Florida Panthers never won shit. Fucking t- uh, the Florida Marlins. I don't know when the fuck they came out. Sometime in the 90s. Big bang, boom. They won fucking two World Series before the Celtics even, I mean, the Red Sox broke the curse. All right, let's go north. Orlando. They should have won one, but fuckhead, uh, not fuckhead, Shaq left. And then fucking... Um, then they got another big center, and he left. Dwight, Dwight Howard. They both leave. Like, that's what I don't like about the... What do you, what do, you do as an Orlando fan? Uh, for the sixth selection, the Orlando Magic select future Lakers center and champion in Los Angeles. <laughs> that's what they do. Although uh, Dwight Howard never uh, won a championship out there. Well, I don't think he's won a championship, period. Um. I don't think he has. I don't fucking know. All right. The Lightning won a cup. 
Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they won a Super Bowl. I mean, they're fucking successful down there. Jacksonville, eh, they, you know, what are you going to do? But, I mean, they got like nine teams down there, ten fucking teams, and they all seem to be doing it. Um, and then you got other fucking cities. They got expansion teams, and it's just like, why did you do this to us? We weren't even paying to the attention to this sport, and then you fucking assholes come along. You get into my heart, and now I give a fuck, and you can't hold on to anybody. That's what I'm worried about with the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. They already lost, New Orleans already lost the fucking jazz. And those fucking nerds out there in Utah never changed the goddamn name. Well, we're kind of jazzy out here. I have jazzy pants on. Let's keep the name. Um, This is my thing. I actually don't think that the Utah Jazz are going to fucking win until they change the name of their team. That's what I think. All right. It's the New Orleans Jazz. That made sense. Utah Jazz makes no sense. What they should do is call them the Utah, uh, I have 13 wives, mind your own business, whatever the fuck, whatever those people do out there. I don't know what it is. Um, the New Orleans Blue Eyes. Uh, the Cumheads. No, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Anyways. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Can you believe I'm not, I'm not drinking? That's what I want to talk about, okay? I have fallen in love with this fucking show. Are you guys watching Cobra Kai? Please tell me you're watching it. Um, it's the reboot of the original Karate Kid, which came out when I was like, I don't know, 15, 16 years old. I loved that fucking movie. And I got to tell you something. I cannot say enough about how great this fucking show is. It is so goddamn entertaining. It's just everything. It's dramatic. It makes fun of itself. It's hilarious. It's sad. It makes you think. I mean, just I just I fucking love it. Um, cannot say enough about it. <clears throat> and I got to tell you something. Uh, William Zabka absolutely is destroying on this thing. Ralph Macchio destroying on it, just watching the two of them back on screen again. And they didn't screw it up. Whoever wrote this thing, whoever, it's just, they're killing it. They're killing it. So many times they go to the well, they go back to something that worked, and then they fuck it all up. This is the exact opposite of it. It might be the great, I mean, I don't know how many shows they've, they've done a reboot on or, or, or brought something back to life. Whatever that is, this has to be at the top of the list. Um, it's such a good show. Me and my wife made a rule that we can only watch two episodes a night so we don't burn through it. We've gotten through the whole first season. Um, if you're a fan of it, if you just like a great show, I just cannot say enough of it. Dude, William Zadka is fucking hilarious. His character is fucking hilarious. Hilarious and sad, and you root for the guy. I mean, just the job that he's doing um, is insane. And it's just why I've always said that acting is one of the hardest fucking jobs out there because this guy has been this good for this fucking long. And when I was growing up, they always had him play the same guy. He was the good-looking guy who, you know, who was just sort of the foil for the person that you're supposed to be rooting for. And and I, I don't know. I always found myself rooting for him in the movies. You know, not in Cobra Kai when he fucking elbowed the dude's knee. I mean, I wasn't rooting for that part, but I like, I always, like, he had that, he had that leading man charisma. So to now see him 
finally getting this is 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 a, just a really great thing. It's such such a crazy fucking business. Who would ever think thirty years later, um, you'd get to see something like this? Jesus Christ, more more than that at this point, because it was a YouTube series, I guess. And I remember hearing about it. Brent Ertz is in it, and he was saying, "Goes, dude, you should watch it, man. It's fucking good." And I was being a snob. Oh, show on YouTube? I'm not going to watch that. I'm, you know, I go online. I, mean, I go on YouTube. I, I, I watch, uh, you know, I watch fucking AFL championship games from fucking <laughs> 50 years ago. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with me. Um, anyway, you got to fucking see it. You have to see it. I am uh, hats off to everybody involved in that thing. Everybody. Dude, Ralph Macchio is hilarious in it. His character's hilarious. Where, where, the, where they both ended up is so interesting. I mean, it's just one of those, all the great shows I've ever watched, within three minutes, I was like, I'm just like, I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm watching every fucking second of this. This is, this is great. It's one of those shows. Um, and I got to tell you, it's been a minute. It's been a minute since I, I've, I've seen a show like this that got me this excited. So congratulations, to everybody in it. I wish I knew more of the actors' names, but whatever. It's fucking late night. I just got my kids to bed. So Cobra Kai on Netflix. Thank God for Netflix bringing it. To, that's the number one show, I guess, in the United States. Um, such a great story. So check it out if you get a chance. Ringing endorsement. If you didn't know what the fuck that was, that was a ringing endorsement. Um, all right. I guess now I would be the time when I would take a break to do a little bit of ad reads. You know what I mean? Hang on a second. Let me fucking see here. Let me see if I can text Andrew the Malaylos. Um, Here we go. This is how much I've gotten into that fucking Cobra Kai and then seeing, you know, I'm doing flashbacks to like the Karate Kid and shit. I'm like downloading music from the 80s that I never even bought the first time. Um, you know what I mean? Like, there's just this, there's that weird fucking thing. You'll see it if you're young, when you get older, there'll be bands that you're like, oh, this fucking band sucks. Uh, I ain't fucking, they're fucking pussies. And you're not going to listen. And then all of a sudden years like go by and you finally, you're older or whatever, and you listen to it again. And it just takes you back to that decade. You're like, and I'm going to fucking listen to this shit. There was so much shit in the eighties that I just refused to listen to. Unless there were two guitar players, a bass player, a, a fucking drummer with double bass. Just, I was just into metal. That's all I fucking listened to. And, and I just missed out on all of that. All that other shit. I don't know what. The, well, I just missed out on all of it. So um, actually, even though they haven't played any of this music in Cobra Kai, it made me go back to sort of that time. And... Um, I was listening to some 80s music and my daughter was enjoying uh, this song by the Cars called You Might Think. And I was just like, you know, all these years, I've been a fan of that band. I just never downloaded any of their stuff. They're just one of those bands where it's like Tom Petty. It's like, I don't need to down or buy this guy's music. His entire catalog is on the radio. Like when you get people who just know how to write a fucking song, that everybody's going to like, like it just becomes pointless to even buy their music because the second you shut it off, you're going to turn on the radio and it's going to be on. I just always felt like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers were like that. And the cars were like that. These are like bands that had like, I feel like they had 80 hits. Uh, 
Um, so I actually went, I downloaded some, uh, some music by the greatest hits of the cars. And, um, it's really like interesting music because it's pop music. It, it, it it's weird. It's like really pop, but it also, it was considered like it had balls. It's such a, it's such a weird time in music too, with all that new wave shit. I don't know. I don't know if I'm using the right terms, but like there was this weird thing in the eighties where if like there was this hard line with keyboards where there was no room for keyboards in hard rock music. There was this whole fucking thing with that. But then like the cars would come out and they had their great sound and the keyboards were all up in the whole fucking thing. But the whole thing worked and like they, they would somehow get a pass. And I remember like, like Bon Jovi was one of those groups that separated people like how metal you were. You know, secretly we all like their music, but like, you know, I know there's been sketches done on this, but it's just so hard to stand up and play a keyboard and fucking look cool. I, I don't know what it, I don't know why when like fucking those early rock and rollers would play a piano and they're standing up and playing it with their foot and everything like that was, that was still cool. You know, and if you looked like a lot of the lead guitar players, they were still in a lot of Chuck Berry stage moves and that was still fucking working. But keyboard players trying to fucking rock out like Little Richard and Jerry Lee Lewis and all them, when they would do it, it just, I don't know, it just fucking, it just didn't work. (laughs) And that was like a big fucking thing with like Van Halen. I mean, I think keyboards broke the fucking band up the first time. At least that's what I'm sure was a bunch of other shit. But like when uh, 1984 came out and it opened with like a keyboard instrumental, um, there was all like these, uh, you know, Van Halen purists going like, uh, you know, there should be no keyboard. I listened to Van Halen to listen to Eddie play guitar. Right. Um, and then of course you listen to the album's fucking killer album, but that was like such a huge fucking divide in the music that I was listening to. Like the keyboard, the keyboard was the beginning of the end. And then so many bands too listened to their their hardcore fan base and your hardcore fan base you know wants the band to live the same life that they're living which is they don't want change they want to go to the same fucking burger place they still want to wear their football jacket they still want to stay in their fucking hometown and they want their fucking band to keep writing the same fucking types of songs in the same key with the same fucking instruments and that's why i find bands like uh say like you two that really sort of at one point just made a decision that, okay, we have, if we're going to stick around for the long haul, we have to change and know that we are base. It's like a rocket going up in space. You know, when the sections burn off, like you're taking your original fan base and a section of them is going to burn. Cause to this day, like, you know, this fucking guy's my age, you know, they don't even like the unforgettable fire. They're like, I think the best album was Boy. I don't know shit about U2, by the way. I don't know anything about that. To me, that they, they were punk rock. That's how far away from that kind of music I was. I know that they're not, but like, when I was a kid, like I thought that that's what they were. You know, he sort of had a mohawk. You know, he sort of was wearing those same type of army boots. 
Um, and the guitar didn't seem to have like that growl, like the shit that I was listening to. So I was just like, well, this isn't like lame. I kind of like this, but I don't know what this is. So I'll just say this is punk rock. <laughs> you know what it was? Was the kids up the street were into punk rock and they loved you too. So I just assumed that this was just part of that shit. I don't fucking know. I don't know a lot of things, people. But I do know this. I am fucking, uh, I'm exhausted. I got so much fucking shit to do tomorrow. And once I knock it out, once I knock, once I get, I just got to get past Monday. Once I get past Monday, shit gets normal again. Although I think this weekend I'm going to be having a good time, you know, stretch it out. Oh, wait a minute. It's fucking NFL football. What the fuck I have to do when I screw this up every year is I forget to make sure I have the NFL package, you know, and then I'm going to be like every other fucking guy that doesn't understand computers and I'm going to be sitting on the phone tomorrow trying to call them up or what I could do is go to nfl.com and just order it there right and then doesn't like somehow like my laptop interact with my TV can I do that and then I could just project it onto the thing do you know one year somebody got me for Christmas they got me one of these I need help guys uh, this, this fucking got me this projection TV, right? Uh, not a projector TV. Get me a, a, a projector. Is what they were called when I was a kid. And somehow the TV goes through this thing, and then w- this thing just projects TV onto a fucking flat surface. Surface, right? So, what I want to do is I have you know this the side of my house where there's no windows. And there's a place where I can sit down. I mean, if I could somehow get the TV to be talking to the projector to shoot it onto the side of my house and I could sit there in a chair, you know, underneath a fucking SPF 900 fucking umbrella and smoke a cigar and watch a baseball game or a football game um, and neglect my family, I think I could really have a good time. So um, does anybody know how to do that? You know, I've actually been getting better at this shit. I just sit down and I just keep fucking looking and I try and figure it out. I just figure, come on, man. Give me the Sunday ticket. Where is it? News, scores, schedule, videos, teams, players, stats, standings, kickoff, NFL network, fantasy tickets, shop, sign in. Uh, You know what? I can't do it on this fucking internet. You know what? I'm going to, I'll figure this shit out. I will figure this shit out. Um. Yeah, because I'm going to be traveling when it comes to uh, the next couple of weeks. I'm going to be out in Connecticut, standing out in a fucking pasture, telling my jokes. And then I'll be down in New Jersey. I'll be traveling a lot. And I want to be watching the uh, all the games, the NHL and, and, and NBA. How crazy is this? NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, baseball, and fucking... Football all going on at the same time, beginning of September. This usually happens briefly, right? With the World Series there in October. I don't know. I love when they all overlap. Um, so we shall see. Anyways, that is the podcast. My prediction. What is your prediction? The Celtics win game seven against Toronto. I'm not saying that because I'm a Celtics fan. I just really think that we're going to beat them. I don't know why. Um, and I'm going to age a thousand years watching that. I think... The Patriots, oh, that's a tough one. 
this is a tough one. I'm going to say that they they get an ugly win because I think it's going to take some time. It all depends on what the whoever the number two receiver is. If that guy can just be a fucking problem and get some catches and be somebody that they have to pay attention to, then we got him and Edelman, right? I don't know. We shall see. That's my prediction, and I think Tom Brady comes out with the win. Two-minute offense, I think it's going to be an epic battle, him and Drew Brees, the two elder statesmen in the league. And uh, you realize Tom Brady is like the Rolling Stones, right? And fucking Drew Brees is like Aerosmith. Like, no one really talks about how old Drew Brees is the way they do about Tom, because Tom Brady's still playing, Right? And for the longest time, nobody said that Aerosmith was old because the Rolling Stones were still playing. You know what I mean? Because no matter how old Aerosmith was, fucking the Rolling Stones were still fucking, you know, 10 years older than him. It kind of worked out. And I feel like that's, that's what Drew Brees is doing. Like, no matter how old he is, like, Tom Brady's like four or five years older than him. Right? Does that make sense? I don't fucking know. All right, listen, that's the podcast. Uh, thank you to everybody, by the way, who uh, bought up the tickets um, when I go back east. I really appreciate that. I had no idea what was going to go on. I know a lot of you guys, everybody's fucking struggling. And it means the world to me that you guys still want to come out and see me. Um, I'm going to do some parking lot shows out here. I plan to fucking go off on these shows. Um, I, I, I cannot, I cannot wait to be doing this and it's going to be football season and I'll be past this little bit of work here that I got to get past here. So I'll be in a great, great, great mood. I'm going to see a bunch of people that I haven't seen in a long time coming out to the shows and, um, you know, family and friends because we can't, you know, travel during this fucking time. At least we can't, you know what I mean? Well, and maybe if you fucking, you know, grew a dick, took off your fucking mask, this old goddamn host. Um, I can't believe people are still doing that. It's just like, this is not a political issue. <laughs> Please listen to scientists. Or don't. Or don't. And then help tank the fucking economy. And then, uh, you know, when the whole thing goes to shit, just blame the political party you don't like. Okay? That, that, I think that's what adults do. Oh, look who it is. But um bum bum Me undies, me undies. No more fucking keyboards. Do, 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 do. Me undies, me undies. The crowd is fucking bored. You're rocking out, but nobody cares. They're all hoping that you fall down the stairs that you walked up to that fucking pussy keyboard. There's the room for that instrument in rock. Take out your axe. Um, hey, <clears throat> pick up your axe. Um, MeUndies, everybody. You know, we saw one leaf fall on the ground yesterday, that, so that can only mean one thing. Fall is finally coming. It's time to book your booties. Ties? Booties? Booties. Boot, I don't know. Ready for the spookiest time of year with the softest undies to grace your bottom. Oh, it is booties. MeUndies knows exactly how to celebrate a season with the coolest prints and colors and the softest undies known to man. They want you to be comfortable to express yourself every day and in every way. How ready are you for the fall and Halloween? Huh? You got your printed undies? Their undies grow on trees. No, seriously. They're made of irresistibly soft natural fibers sourced from beechwood trees. And you know what natural fibers mean? That means micromodal. 
is not only super soft, but breathable, light, and impossible cozy. Wait, why don't you get to the whole fucking how you build the underwear? No one gives a shit. Is it soft against your balls? You made your point. Get to the website. Never run out of undies with the MeUndies membership, a subscription that sends new pairs right to your door, plus get site-wide savings and exclusive sales. Keep your eyes peeled for their spooky, cool Halloween prints. MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. For any first-time purchaser, get 15% off your f- and free shipping. This is a no-brainer, especially because they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Get your 15% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go to MeUndies.com slash Burr. That's MeUndies.com slash Burr. Okay, Policy Genius is up next. September is National Life Insurance Awareness Month, 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 month. Uh, But with everything going on right now, a lot of people aren't even aware it's possible to buy life insurance at all. The good news is that it's all easy to shop for life insurance right now. All you all. And if you have loved ones, sorry, depending on your income, you probably should. Right now, you could save 1500 bucks or more a year by using Policy Genius to compare life insurance policies. When you're shopping for a policy that could last decades or more, those savings really start to add up. Well, shit, that's 15 grand in 10 years. What is Policy Genius? It's an insurance marketplace built and backed by a team of industry experts. Here's how it works. Step one, head to policygenius.com. In minutes, you can work out how much coverage you need and compare quotes from top insurers to find your best price. Step two, two, apply for your lowest price. Step three, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape. Policy Genius works for you, not the insurance company. So if you hit any speed bumps during the application process, they'll take care of everything. They even have policies which allow eligible customers to skip the in-person medical exam and do it over the phone. How do you feel? I feel great. You're insured. Uh, that po- that kind of service has earned Policy Genius a five-star rating across over 1,600 reviews on Trustpilot and Google. So if you need life insurance, head over to policygenius.com right now to get started. You could save $1,500 or more a year by comparing quotes on their marketplace. Policy Genius, for all you smarties out there, Genius is G-E-N-I-U-S. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. All right. All right. This has been old Billy Dum Dum talking for another half hour of his life. And uh, I'll tell you about all the work I got next next Monday. I'll tell you about some. Well, yeah, next Monday. Yeah, next Monday. I'll talk to you about that shit, all the shit I got fucking coming up here. And hopefully I can promote some stuff and hopefully you'll check it out. All right, that's it. Uh, enjoy the music. And we have a bonus episode of the Thursday, uh, Monday morning, oh, Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. Um, a bonus episode from a couple years ago or whatever, however, however we pick it up. All right, that's it. Have a great weekend, you cunts. Go Pats, go Celtics, go Red Sox, go fuck yourself. Please enjoy my segment on the Sports Gambling Podcast with Sean Green and Ryan Kramer. Bill Burr on the Sports Gambling Podcast is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Head over to MyBookie.ag to get in on all the NFL action and use the promo code Burr for a 100% deposit bonus. That's my bookie.ag promo code Burr. Joining us on the line, actor and comedian, Bill Burr. Bill, it's great to have you back on the show, but it's also great to be talking NFL week one. How excited are you that football's back? I was just telling you guys, I was so excited. I thought it was today because I got to do a podcast with somebody. I'm like, why did he reschedule for five o'clock? You know, <laughs> comes West coast time. 
And my buddy had to talk me down like, dude, it's tomorrow. I can't wait. I'm so psyched that the NFL is playing some college football too. SEC. Yeah. SEC. Uh, Red state. They wear no masks. <laughs> We're going to yeah. go out there without face masks on this year. I love it. <laughs> Leather helmets. They don't give a shit. No, it That's is funny right. how the, the college conferences just broke down on party lines. Like, Hey, if you have a red state governor, you're definitely <laughs> playing college football, yeah. blue state. Oh, you can't even mention the word football. Yeah. Joe Bartnick from the puck off podcast was the one who turned me on to that whole idea. I was like, Oh my God, he's right. Yeah. Uh, Joe's great. Hilarious comic. Great uh, NHL podcast. Well, of course the Patriots, a big story, obviously oh. Tom Brady out cam <laughs> Newton in now yeah. and for me right now, I- I'm seeing the chatter. It's a love fest right now. Cam Newton. Oh my God. I love the organization. Bill Belichick hyping up a player in the media. I never thought I'd see that the fans seem to be buying in, but I, I don't know, man. How long do you think the leash is for Cam Newton? I can just imagine a three interception game. He comes out to the press conference wearing one of those hats and a scarf, and <laughs> and just the city turns on him. How no, long do you think I the think honeymoon lasts? Listen, the problem out here is nobody can see this thing clearly because they've hated the Patriots for so long, and they've done everything saying, "Oh, they they took the moisture out of our sharpies in our locker room. That's why we <laughs> lost by thirty five." People hate us so much and they so want us to have a losing season that rather than getting into how much fun, if you're truly a football fan, this is going to be to see Tom and Bill Belichick separated and then to see what Belichick does with Cam Newton. And, you know, our receiving core is, you know, I don't know where that's at. We lost five guys on defense. There's a lot of stuff going on where I'm anticipating we start slow and everybody in the sports talk media was like, should they have given Tom the money? <laughs> and I think Tampa Bay starts slow. I think there's so many new moving parts. People have to get familiar. I think you're going to see a lot of Tom and Cam Newton doing this stuff, being like, I thought you were going to the inside. You broke outside. And I bet early on that they're going to be saying stuff like, uh, was this a bad move for both people? <laughs> they're going to be doing all of that. They should never have broken up. They were perfect for each That's other. That's what's going to happen. I think this is just, you know, a comedian here. Well, I played organized football class preseason in third grade. My dad saw CTE coming. He pulled me out of it. He was um, he was ahead of the the curve there he was with ahead the CTE. Of the game. Hey, you're knocking your brains out out there, Bill. Well, that is um, that 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 Seinfeld bit where he said, you know, he's breaking down football, and it's like instead of avoiding the head cracking activities, <laughs> we just developed a helmet so that we could still do the head cracking activities. Yes, exactly. Um, so I would say that what I feel like this, I think they're both going to start off. I'm not saying they're going to lose, but I just think it's going to it's going to be clunky. You're going to try to get on the same page, and the disease of of the internet and 24 hour sports news network to keep the plate spinning. Negative, negative yes. has more inertia. It's yeah. easier to keep it going than if you go like, well, you know, just give them a couple of weeks. Um, so well, well, I'm, yeah. and, and I'm looking forward to all of it. And um, one of my favorite seasons real quickly of watching Bill Belichick coach was when Tom Brady, unfortunately got hurt and you got to see Matt castle come in and you watched him design an offense around a guy's skill set, which is like, I mean, there's coaches as great as they are. They do what they do. And if they plug you in, you can't do what they do. Then you're out. Belichick can like, like adapt. Um, so I think in the long run, it's going to be a great thing. I mean, Cam Newton's an unbelievable player. Um, and and I, I also like that we're going to see who is right. 
Yes. Was no, Cam it does Newton difficult or is the <laughs> Panthers, maybe not the greatest organization. And yeah. I'm leaning towards, uh, I don't want to trash the Panthers, but I just feel like, <laughs> I just feel like, you know, you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, I mean, we got Cam. If you got to lose Tom Brady to get well, Cam Newton, that's well, and you, the best way and you it, can. And you know it worked out well for the Patriots because it pissed everyone off. I mean, Cam Newton, pennies on the dollar. And I think we already kind of know there were some issues with the Carolina franchise uh, before that. So, yeah, no, obviously, Bill Belichick does not praise players. And that's the thing that you notice. He's praising Cam Newton's work ethic. So, I think there's going to be so excited. He finally has a mobile quarterback. <laughs> he went from drew Bledsoe to Tom Brady. I mean, they're two statues they're about as slow as I am, but I, I think um, it's exciting to see Tom in uh, Tampa where I, I heard they have a decent offensive line, great offensive weapons and everything, but going up against the saints. I mean, I mean, that's their division. I feel like, and uh, you got drew Brees and like, like I just really feel this week, you know, Tampa Bay going up against the Saints. The Saints is a solidified unit where I feel like Tampa, like the Patriots, is is gonna it's gonna gel as the season goes. So I think there's gonna be a lot of overreactions one way or the other. Yeah. Like, is it gonna be Cam and Tom in the Super Bowl? <laughs> or is it or it's gonna be like this was a big mistake for both people. Well, and, and the Patriots, they've normally treated September in the past years as the preseason. Yeah. And then especially with no preseason, them starting slow it is not out of the realm of possibility. And to specifically get to that game opening day, week one, they're at home against the dolphins who always kind of give them trouble. The dolphins coming they into always town, do. they always split against us. Yeah. And uh you would have thought that we get them. But the thing was, is they used to kick our ass all the time because they went from Bob Greasy to Dan Marino. So that was like a, almost a 30 year beat down between the two of them. <laughs> and then we started, you know, splitting with Bledsoe. And then we won a lot with Brady. But even with Brady and some of our best teams, there's just something about your division rivals. They, they know you. They're not afraid of you. It's just um, it's and it's also the greatest thing that the NFL has is parity so that, you know, every game counts as. Um, why I fell out of love with the NBA. I just can't get into the pylon teams. I can't yeah, do it. 82 games and then just stars becoming friends yeah. and like forming these super groups. It's just great to what have. If we all get on a yacht <laughs> and just decide where we're all going to play next year. It's just, what if we all just got on the same boat? Uh, it's well, all the, I mean, it's they, the bachelor. It's turned they, into the bachelor. They really aren't that far from it with the bubble. I mean, the bubble could have been out on a giant yacht or like an aircraft carrier. And it's just a bunch of guys <laughs> hanging out, having it, a great it, life, which is fun. And God bless them. But uh, it's not, you're missing the intensity that you get with the NFL. If, if you stop the description before you explain that there's basketball going on in the bubble, it is the, it's the bachelor. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a new world. <laughs> now, although th there's a lot of good stuff. I like what Milwaukee was doing. And I think uh, uh, Jerry Ferrara called the heat before the, uh, the playoffs. So he's looking like he's, it's looking pretty good. Well, so yeah. Far. And Jimmy Butler is yeah. one of those old school guys <laughs> who just doesn't give a shit and seems like he actually hates guys out there. And <laughs> I, I'm so pissed. The Sixers let him go. Like we need an intense guy like that on our team. All right. Back to the dolphins Patriots. Okay, sorry. No, no, no. This is, I, I mean, uh, how yeah. dare you interrupt football talk with <laughs> basketball talk. The dolphins are getting six and a half in new England. To me, that line feels way too high, especially, I mean, the last game, the dolphins played, they went in and knocked the Patriots out of the, well, not out of the playoffs, but out of the, out of uh, having to buy for the playoffs. I don't think they're scared to go in there and compete. And again, to your point, I think cam is going to have 
just struggle with the flow, with the continuity. And Miami's coming in. I, I think Brian Flores is a great coach. I'm on the Dolphins catching six and a half. Bill, it sounds like you think it'll probably end up being a close game. Where are you at with that one? Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can really compare last year. I mean, we have a completely different team, but the Dolphins, I think, but they picked up some guys. They got that that kid from Buffalo. And I heard they got a, a decent running game. Um, I I like the Dolphins in the points. Ooh. I hate to, I mean, obviously, I think the Patriots are gonna win. I'm rooting for my team. But you know, I got two kids. So if I'm trying to make some money here, I like, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick's they like they're just solid. Um, I'm still I don't know what the Patriots have. Last year, our biggest problem at wide receiver was it was Edelman. It was the Edelman show, so they would just double him and we just lost too many. Nobody else was a problem, so they they could kind of shut him down by the only way to shut down Edelman is to double the guy, and that's what they did. So that became a problem. So I know running games all right, but I just think it's going to be um, a close game. However, however, the mobility of Cam Newton yeah. to pick up those first downs when people are covered might cause them to cheat in. They say, "Oh, this is why gambling's." <laughs> They always pick the perfect number, but no, I'm it's, it's, it's right there where great number. I, but I, I would, I would take, I I'm, I would take dolphins uh, and I would take the points. Kramer, you're uh, you're also I, team Dolphins. I mean, what are they doing when they're laying six and a half? They're begging you to take the Patriots. They're saying, "Hey, look, it's not seven. And while I think Cam, I, I do think Cam could be successful because he has athleticism. Because I'm sure that they've designed a offense that will work from the get go. Probably a lot of designed runs, a lot of read option. But yeah, I'm taking the points because I have no clue. I mean, Cam Newton hasn't looked good in a long time. I, I it's I, fun. That, I love that. That's why we got him for nothing. Dude, let me tell you something. If somebody's <laughs> open. Buy low, sell somebody's high. Somebody's open. That guy can stand in the pocket too. I'm already defending him. I'm on board. Yeah, no, yeah, let's go. Drinking the Cam Kool Aid. As you take the dog with the points, as will I, Sean. Or is it is it a trifecta? Yeah. No, no, no. I was just saying. I don't. I don't look at Cam like he's an athletic. No, you're right. He can play the position. And he can run like a like a wide receiver. Well, and, and going to the other uh, the other game where Brady's making his debut in a Bucks jersey oh. in New Orleans, and again they kind of have the perfect line here where you could make a case for both sides. The Bucks are getting three and a half points oh. in New Orleans. I, I'm going to take the Bucks here. I, I'm I have a lot of questions of them for the entire season. I do think they end up winning the NFC South. And if you look at it, New Orleans has had a history, also kind of like the Patriots, great team. Uh, you know, win a ton of regular season games, but they start slow. Like if you look at the last six years in the first two games, they're combined two and 10 with the two point win against the Texans, the three point win. How much did that, how many players are gone from them? I love when they go over the last 30 years when it's outside and they're raining after guys in the stat are like dead. Like, what does that mean? I don't even know what that means. This is my favorite tradition of every year. Well, I, Bill I shits on Sean's <laughs> trends from three years ago. It's great. I just don't understand. <laughs> I don't hey, get it. I dust off the trends. I throw them out there. I'm being a great no, point guard, it. setting up Bill for the 2006 when they played on this surface against a team named after a bird. It's just like I don't even know what that is. I will say, are they? Who's going to be checking the Saints to keep that decibel level to 70? Yeah, because it's no fans, and they have a history of rigging crowd noise. But I mean, that's a tough spot. I, I hear you, Sean. But a tough spot to go in in New Orleans, no matter fans or not. Who has a history of that? The Indianapolis Colts? 
Well, uh, uh, well uh, yeah, the Colts probably a little yeah, bit. Let's throw some crap their way. Those pieces. Never, of shit. never trust a team that plays in a dome. <laughs> never trust a team that plays in a dome. <laughs> yeah, they got caught too. Yeah, they all get caught. What about Seattle? Seattle Stadium sounds like a dome. I went to a game there. Talking as loud as there, like the way they designed that thing, man. It's, I mean, good on them. They got away with it. <laughs> yeah, no, you feel like you're in like an echo chamber, literally, and anything you say. Yeah, no, it's Seattle, totally reverse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Seattle is like the Formula One teams just trying to find loopholes in the rules. They they found a way to make that stadium loud without a roof. So So Bill, what are you doing in this game? Tampa Bay getting three and a half oh. points in New Orleans. Feels like it should be a close game. I got but- it. This is crazy. This is crazy game because I'm my whole my gut is just telling me Drew Brees, the Saints at home, but it's Tom Brady. <laughs> you can't I, I, quit him. Listen, Tom Brady. I'm telling you right now, he's doing what Joe Montana did late in his career. He goes to a new team. Uh, Joe Montana made Kansas City a playoff team, did not win a ring. And if you think that's not motivating this guy, if you yeah. think he's not going to come out there, button heads going, let's go, let's <laughs> fucking go. I got to uh, go. I got to go with Tom Brady. And he's, he's got his buddy Gronk there. Yeah. I, I think, and Bruce Arians, you know, he's just been <laughs> sitting there. The entire offseason just salivating at this game. It means this game opening night means way more, I think, to the Bucks uh, than to the Saints. Just because it's not a, it's not a must win for the Saints, but in a weird way, I do feel like it's a must win almost for Tom Brady. At least he's going to be feeling that pressure, yeah. and he's certainly a guy who's who stepped Tom Brady up to the plate. Feel pressure? No, he doesn't. Unless he it's coming from his backside, before. and then he slides, gets the ball downfield. Well, Bill, uh, you mentioned you. Uh, oh, Jesus! Was you just giving him shit? He's got six rings. <laughs> no, no, no! I was saying he feels pressure, meaning he has great pocket <laughs> awareness. It was, it was a compliment. I wasn't. If I was, if I was going to bust his chops, I'd start talking about Super Bowl Fifty Two. But I, I don't need to go there. Wait, dude! You know what I love about you, Eagle fans? You went one and one, and you're acting like you were undefeated. Hey, I just want to applaud your quarterback for not puking in the huddle. <laughs> Hey McNabb, oh. he had a little uh, stomach hey, virus how'd there. How's your Flyers do? Oh God, that's that go. game Didn't the seven. The Celtics play the Sixers this year. <laughs> that Who was cares? <laughs> of all those the uh, the Celtics of sweeping those the Sixers. 1960 Philadelphia Eagles, and let's not forget the 48 and 49. Well, they well, hey, won hey. an NFL title too. Yes, exactly. And Chuck Bednarik, who is <laughs> jersey, is framed hanging in my living room. And I my- can't find the clip, but my favorite, one of my favorite NFL film clips ever. Is, is a I say his name Badnerick. Badnerick, yeah, he's Badnerick, from my hometown. Right? They ask him, "What do you think about today's game?" And he just goes, "I wouldn't watch today's football game, and you paid me." He got all, he got all like his neck. He made Dick Butkus and like Mike Ditka look chill. Uh, he was that guy with his fingers like this. Oh yes, he was. Uh, he, he's from my hometown, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and we had a football awards banquet and he came there. That was like the big thing. Chuck Bednarik's going to give you the trophy and uh, he hands it. And you're right. Like he had that mangled hand where his like finger is like 90 degrees the other way. And yeah, like, this pinky was literally like 90 degrees. Here's the thing about Philly is I love all your teams. It's your fans yeah. that make me root against them. I was happy for you guys. I don't, you know, I mean, I would like that the Patriots won, but I was happy that you guys won it. But then you guys, I don't know. You got you know what you guys are like, Philly fans? You like a comic that's just dirty for for dirty sake. <laughs> Shock like at this value. point, they they've rubbed your balls all these years. They threw batteries at Santa Claus, <laughs> which is really just a misdirection because they're stabbing people to death out on the West Coast. 
Yeah. Ooh, did you throw snowballs at somebody? Now you guys got to top each other. So you got to like puke on, on a little girl. I just feel like at this point, it's just like, uh, it's like Fast and the Furious Part 7. I mean, it's just, it's, <laughs> it's run its course. Well, for I, I, I was against puking on the uh, little girl. I, I was, as an Eagles fan, I'm against that. But you're right. It is funny how Eagles and like Patriots fans, I'll lump you guys in there, get a ton of crap. But then uh, Dodgers fans are, are putting guys in comas and like crazy things go out in the West Coast. But they, they always come shot during a preseason 49ers <laughs> Eagles game. I mean, a, a Raiders game. Yeah, who cares that much about preseason? I mean, Sean, we almost watched someone get stabbed at a 49ers yes, football we game were at, with a beer at, bottle. At Candlestick <laughs> Park, and the guy goes, You want to talk about the Ravens? Breaks it, and then it's just like going around the parking yeah. lot. I mean, at least to, I'm, no, it, 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 it's not a joke out here. Like no, it's, it's, it's not uh, the East coast is with fists only. You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's like the, yeah, the, the producers, you know, behind home plate, those guys aren't intense fans, but don't kid yourself. There are intense, crazy fans yeah. roaming the lots and, and, and getting into it. Bill, uh, oh, appreciate boy. you calling in before we let Having you go. Said that the 83 Sixers are my favorite team of all time. And oh. I would put them up against the 96 bulls. Moses Malone against Luke Longley. I'll take that all day. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, it was so fun watching that that Jordan doc and and getting mm-hmm. to relive some of those Bulls teams. But yeah, I mean, there were uh, plenty of good teams in the '80s, especially that could probably hang with those uh, those mid era yeah, Bulls. Doctor J, I think, is going to do enough to help out. Moses is going to dominate Luke Longley. You got uh, the Boston Strangler, Andrew Tony, Mo <laughs> Cheeks. Come on. Yeah. They could never use a nickname like that now. Boston no, Strangler. No. Oh, that's too problematic. We're not going to use that. No, you could not. That's one of the greatest names ever. That guy <laughs> was unconscious when he went into the Boston Garden. It's a different sport back What's then. What's his face? To this day, I heard Danny Ainge still tells horror stories about him <laughs> trying to guard him. They're like, what was it like playing Jordan? He goes, fuck Jordan. Andrew Tony. <laughs> yeah. That guy was like hitting him from like the hot dog stand. Well, those are the guys you got to worry about. The guys with nothing to lose. Yeah. The guys that are out there just to to make a name for themselves. And uh, no, yeah, he man. was a player, dude. That guy was a player. What happened to him was he had uh, foot problems. It cut his career short. But anybody who played with him, there was you know when that guy was on, there was nobody like him. You know, I, I put it to he wore the low cut Dr. J's. He didn't wear oh. the high tops, but he didn't have ankle problems. I don't know. I don't know shit. (laughs) Whatever I said, bet against it. (laughs) That's that. Is that, is that going to be your lock for week one? Take uh, Bill's picks and go against it. What I heard was bet against the Patriots, bet on Tom Brady. So there you go. That's uh, that's how you heard it. No, I said the Patriots are still going to win. They're not going to cover. Okay. So you, <laughs> imagine your bet there. And, and do you have, do you have Tampa Bay covering the three and a half winning outright? Where are you at with that one? Um, I have them. Ooh, are they going to kick a field goal to win it in the end and not cover? Oh no, Tampa. Tampa's, Tampa's getting. Tampa's going to win. I Tampa. think Tampa's going to come in, win the game outright. Um, love it. And that's probably because I, I love Tom Brady. <laughs> All right, that's your love of Tom Brady talking. TB12, baby. Appreciate you calling in the podcast, and uh, yeah, make sure you follow Bill on on Twitter. Check out F is for family and. Uh, King of Staten Island as well. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate the All time, right, let's man. Let's go, Pats. I'll see you. Thanks for checking out the Sports Gambling Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast to hear us pick every NFL game against the spread. And give us a follow on Twitter at Gambling Podcast. And of course, if you want to play, win, and get paid, go to mybookie.ag, promo code BURR.
going on it's bill burn it's the monday morning podcast for monday september 10th 2012 um i'm doing this shit late at night uh i just got done after a whirlwind weekend here at the improv in orlando florida i would like to thank everyone who came out to my shows fucking hardcore man place was packed on a sunday night when there was sunday night football you know when Frankenstein was coming back for the Broncos with his fuse goddamn neck and everybody wants to fucking tune in and be like, what's he going to be like? Is he going to be like the old Peyton Manning who fucking killed everybody and then lost in the first round of the playoffs and blamed everyone else? Or is he going to be the new Peyton Manning? You know? Doing a face plant like a fucking lawn dart and then going, I don't like Colorado. You know, turning his whole body to see you. I got to tell you something, man. That motherfucker looked, he looked great. He looked fine. And fine for Peyton Manning is great. I know I shit all over the guy, but I obviously totally respect the guy. That guy looked fucking great. He didn't look like, did he look like he was towards, even towards the end of his career? He looked like he was in the middle of his career. Okay. And as much as I shat all over that guy when he played for the fucking Colts, I don't want to see him go out like that. I don't see him go out like fucking Brett Favre. You know what I mean? Where he looked like he got rescued by Jesus. You know that? When they just find your clothes on the ground. That's what that's what Brett Favre looked like when he got stuck that final time. And he was laying. It looked like he like his body, his spirit just left. And they would go over. And when they went to turn him over, there would just be the jersey. And there'd be no Brett Favre in there. Where did he go? His spirit went back down New Orleans. Went back down there to them fucking swamps. Um... I got to watch a good, like, maybe like the third quarter on to the fourth quarter. And uh, it was actually great because it was a bunch of Steelers fans there. And the Broncos won. So, you know, it's just fun. It's fun to watch people get all excited and then lose. I, I really enjoyed it. And uh, just also watching, like, how fucking nuts sports fans are. This guy, he kept slapping the bar three times. And then he would slap, like, this fucking beam above him three times. Completely out of rhythm. And I was like, why is he doing that? And I realized it was like some sort of fucking OCD. Like I got to hit this three times, then hit that thing three times to even it out. Because if I don't, the Steelers aren't going to win. So he did that every fucking time and they still lost. They still fucking lost. I want to give a shout out to that woman who came up with her fucking back out, by the way. That was tremendous. The end of the show, everybody's coming by to get pictures and it's a bunch of drunk guys. Slapping me on the back. This fucking hearty came up. Right? I do the usual. Arm around the back. Here we go. Nothing but fucking sexy back. Like that little kid from the boy band used to sing about. Wamp. 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 Remember that? Bamp. 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 Wamp. I don't understand Justin Timberlake. He's like the coolest motherfucker ever on stage. And then when he's off stage and starts talking, he sounds like a Def Jam comic imitating a white guy. You know? Or he sounds like Tony Gwynn, one or the other. 
Tony Gwynn is the fucking, he's the black guy that breaks the stereotype of uh, it sounded like a black guy. Remember that from the OJ trial? How do you know it was a black guy? It sounded like a black guy. And everybody, what, well, what does that mean? You know what it means. You know? I used to do a bit of, that was one of the first jokes I did. That is, you heard someone, oh, I'm going to fucking kill you. That was the worst fucking hacky Asian accent ever. But whatever, you know what I'm saying? You wouldn't think that it was a fucking, a black dude, right? Whatever. And I stood by that joke until Tony Gwynn started commentating uh, baseball. And he would be like, yeah, I sat down with, uh, I sat down with Chad Williams, you know, Mr. Baseball. I'm not even, he's even fucking worse than that. Even worse than that. Um, anyways, I don't know where the fuck I'm going with any of this shit. Oh, I missed the tennis today. Did Serena, did Serena win? Oh, here it is. All right. Uh, I'll commentate right now. And the ball's going over and it just went over to go out. Oh, and he's like, what the fuck? Oh, no, it was in. Oh, these are guys. I thought it was ladies. Thought it was the ladies. That's how effeminate tennis is, you know? And go ahead and defend tennis, how it's manly, because you push through shin splints. Nobody gives a fuck. All right? Andy Roddick retired. You always look like Ashton Kutcher to me. I thought they were, like, from the same fucking gene pool. Oh, so this guy, Novak uh, Djokovic, he always fucking wins everything. Get to the ladies. Serena Williams, did she win? That's a fun sport to go to, by the way. I went to the U.S. Open a couple of times. You know what I mean? Going there, hanging out with, like, bankers and then just regular douchebags like me. And it's just that that whole we're fucking better than you vibe. Everybody with their little white shirts on. What the fuck was I talking about? This this podcast is going to be all over the place, by the way. This is why I don't do them at night, okay? Because I'm all out of comedy by this time of night. I've already done a set. I'm all out of I'm all out of comedy. I'm so lost without you. Um... Why do sports commentators wear suits? Why do they wear shirt and fucking ties with a goddamn suit on? Like what you're doing is any sort of a real fucking what are you what are you doing? Have on a fucking baseball hat. You gotta wear you gotta sit there like a fucking real estate agent to tell me if Vancouver won or not. Huh? All right. Who's happy this week? Who isn't? With your football teams. Did you guys see Troy uh Palomalu? You see him? I actually tweeted about this. This mother twittered, however the fuck you say it. He he actually, after years of watching defensive backs get stiff armed and thinking that there was nothing you could fucking do about the stiff arm. Somebody please give me a clip because I want to post it. Troy Palomalu solved the stiff arm puzzle. This guy went he was known for his stiff arm. He went he went out and gave Troy a stiff arm, and Troy simply grabbed the fucking arm, which is something nobody ever thought to do. It was like the big brother holding the little brother back and you'd still try to punch him in the ribs and you couldn't do it. Nobody ever thought to attack the arm. It was like some Bruce Lee shit. The fucking arm is part of the body. Troy just fucking reached up, grabbed this guy's arm and did like this fucking UFC, MMA, judo, fucking, I don't know what. Somebody on Twitter said he did basically the, the, the alligator fucking death roll with this guy's arm. And I, I literally, it looked like the guy's arm did like a fucking 360 and he flipped this guy down on the ground. 
And all the announcers said, they just said something like it was some sort of arm drag rather than being like, did this guy just fucking do what I've never seen anybody do before in my life? All right? So you saw history. You saw a guy kick a 63-yard field goal on the San Francisco 49ers, and you saw the stiff arm is no longer a viable weapon. Thanks to Troy. Thanks to you, it works for all of us. The United Way. Oh, they're showing the highlights right now. Does, how fucked up does Peyton Manning look in that ugly orange shirt? Those are really ugly uniforms. Why, why are they wearing that? They should go back. Don't they have the blue-shirted one? Fucking goddamn Peyton Manning. Didn't you know he was going to come back out and just be the exact same guy? Um, what are you guys thinking out there in uh, Colts land? You upset? You had to make the move. The guy's neck got fused. Look at him. He's running down the fucking field. This is ridiculous. High-fiving people. Ben Roethlisberger, happy feet. Oh, throws a fucking pick six to ice the goddamn game. It's over. Peyton Manning does not look right in that fucking shit. Jesus Christ. I think I would look better in that jersey, and I'm a redhead. And you know we can't go anywhere near orange. That's our fucking kryptonite. When was the last time you saw a redhead wearing an orange shirt? You fucking lying. It's never happened. I just can't get comfortable in these fucking hotel chairs. Um, oh, you know what happened to me this weekend? That's me trying to eat up time rather than just telling you. Oh, you know what happened to me? Like I'm saying, oh, hey, gather around. Oh, that's another thing, too. I have to watch how loud I fucking talk here so I don't offend people. You know, I went to fucking Whole Foods to try to make sure I was going to eat healthy this weekend. Why are these fucking chairs so goddamn heavy yet such pieces of shit? They fucking waterlogged. I just wanted to buy Raisin Bran, and they have fucking Cascadian Farm Organic Raisin Bran. And you know what I got to say after eating a half a box of that? Give me the trans fat one. Give me the one that eats away at my liver, because that one's way better. That one that has the fucking angel dust on it. I enjoy that one immensely. Um, so anyways, um, you know, I'm staying at this hotel. It's a fucking nice hotel. Having a, like I said that, like you said it wasn't. It's a fucking nice hotel. Um, I'm having a good time. I'm enjoying myself doing what it is that I do, right? I go down to the lobby. All of a sudden, there's like fucking 20 security guys down there. 20 guys there. Oh, fuck. What about RG3? Look at this highlight. Fucking Paul Verzi. You guys want to break his balls? And it's V-I-R-Z-I, not V-E-R. If you want to break his balls on Twitter, you know what he fucking texted me? He goes, the Saints are going to win by 14 today. It's a lock. No doubt. <laughs> That's why I love Paul. Paul is never unsure of himself, or at least never speaks like he is. He's never, it's always like, dude, it's a lock. Paul's never seen something that wasn't a lock. You know? That's what he that's the genius of what he does. He just says it's a lock. There's no fucking doubt about it. You know? And then when it finally comes in, you know, he tries to act like he's a genius and that everybody forgets the other 50 things that he said was a lock. So that's the first thing that, he said, that, that he's been wrong about. He picked somebody else, too. I can't even remember who it was. I hope he was wrong about that, too. And I hope he's listening. Um, so anyways, I go down to the goddamn uh, the lobby. And uh, all of a sudden, there's like 20 security people there and a metal detector. Right? It's, it's like what? Okay. I, why did this all of a sudden turn into the fucking airport? What's going on here? And then they're just like, I started to go outside because I was waiting for my ride to go over to the club, right? And uh, 
What the fuck is with this goddamn mixer? This thing has been so quiet lately. Now all of a sudden I'm not getting any readings. Hello, test. There we go. Um, <laughs> it's beyond unprofessional. Um, so they, they tell me, oh, if you go outside, if you come back in, you got to go through the metal detector. So now I'm being a pissy cunt. So the fucking guy from the club calls me and he goes, where are you at? I can't drive in. I go, I don't know. You can't drive in all of a sudden. The cops have it blocked off. Some fucking big shots coming in. That's what I said. You know, I thought it was like Prince, you know, not really thinking about the metal detector. I was like, who the fuck is this or whatever? Turned out it was the president of the United States, uh, Obama. You know, it's funny. I I can't even remember what his first name is. Obama. That's his last name. What's his first name? Thurgood? Is he got one of those blue blood names? The fuck is his name? Barack. When was the last time you heard anybody call him Barack? I wish I saw him. I would have said that. If I could remember it. I'll call him Thurgood. Piss him off even more. So anyway, yeah, the president was staying at my hotel. So I had to come back in late at night, right? I was coming back with some fucking uh, fast food. I was getting a ride from... Uh, Duncan J, who asked me nine times to give him a shout-out on the podcast. You know? Nobody likes a desperate comedian, Duncan. Nobody. Anyways, he's fucking giving me a ride back from Sonic Burger, wherever the fuck we came from. I got a cheeseburger fry. I got the number 13 with the Coke. So we fucking go to pull into the hotel, and, every you know, it's all these security guys saying, sir, like 15 times, and then saying, I need you to. That's like whenever you go to security school, they always tell you that. You say, sir, I'm going to need you to. Sir, I'm going to need you to not stand there. Is that what you're going to need, you fucking douchebag? I fucking hate people who tell me what to do. All right? I'm a fucking guest in this hotel. I was here first. I've been going in and out of that fucking door without shooting anybody. Fuck off. Okay, I'm going to need you to fuck off. Don't you wish you had like two, like fucking nine bodies so you could just sacrifice one just every once in a while? So I could just say that to a Secret Service person, get snapped in fucking half, but I would just still have the satisfaction of just not fucking holding it in. And then, you know, once he snaps me in half, I just grab another one out of the closet, another pasty fucking torso and twist it onto my milk white legs. <laughs> And get on about my day. I'm going to need you to shut the... I mean, how else do you say it? Sir, could you please not stand there? Sir, if you don't mind. I'm going to need... You know, like all of a sudden I'm your fucking waiter. What, do you need more bread? Get the fuck out of here. You know, it's my fault you only brought one metal detector. I'm going to go in whatever whatever fucking door I want to go into. There's been presidents my entire life. I've never fucked with any of them. Okay? I got a clean record. I was in school for a long goddamn time. Yeah, I didn't do well, but I never attacked the teacher. You think the first time I'm going to go fucking ape shit, I'm going to do it with the, uh, the ticket terror of the free world? You know, that's what the president is, by the way. That's how I look at it. You know, like when you go to the fucking airport and there's that person who goes, okay, we're boarding zone two. That's what he is on a global level. That guy doesn't have any power. 
other than the fact he's got a private chef and they can shut off traffic. They're just fucking shuttling around this talking head that's going to go out there and say that he's going to do the right fucking thing. But the reality is, is he's going to do whatever the fuck the people who can whack him and make it look like one dude did it wants him to do. That's what I think. How do you like that? You think I'm out of my fucking mind? Well, I think, I think, I think you're out of your fucking mind. What do you think about that? Huh? It's not like I'm standing here alone in my fucking boxers with a microphone talking to myself with NFL highlights on in the background. I'm a sane person. Um, is this going to get me on a watch list? Uh, no, I don't. I, did you guys watch any of the Republican or the Democratic National Conventions? Did you watch that shit? What a bunch of fucking babies. You know, when, when are they just going to grow up and stop blaming each other? Trying to take credit for fucking everything good that happens, and then you fucking blame the other side for all the bad shit, right? When is there going to be somebody who just has the fucking balls to just get up there and be like, listen, I know the last four years have been really fucked up, and there's nothing. There is nothing I would like to do more than try to do something to fix it. Okay, but it is just completely out of my control. You guys have no idea how fucking big this thing is. You have no fucking idea. Dude, Andrew Luck, he he just does not look like a quarterback. You know what he looks like? He looks like fucking, uh, oh, Jesus. Who's that fucking Irish golfer who's doing well? Rory McIlroy. He looks like Rory McIlroy on human growth hormone. You know, you take that and, the, you know, and you get muscles, but your forehead becomes twice as big, too. That's what he looks like. Um, but good luck to him. Good luck. <laughs> why? Why do I do this? Um, what am I talking about? Yeah. Why, why can't they just come out there and be honest? You know? Or I love, you know, watching like these fucking, these commercials, the Republican commercials, and they're shitting on fucking Barack Obama. Omaha, whatever, right? And they're going like, uh, since he got in office, the real estate market collapsed. The fucking blah, 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 blah. It's like, yeah, all that shit was in motion when he came in. All right? And I'm not even blaming George Bush for that shit. He didn't do that shit. All those cunts. Did you realize the president makes like 400 grand a year? He like makes about as much as an NBA ref. How much power does that guy have? Why do they pay that guy such so little? You don't think there's a fucking reason for that? Don't even give me that horse shit. Because he's a public servant. All right. If, if that was the answer in your fucking head, you actually believe that story when George Washington, you know that story where George said, I cannot tell a lie. He's fucking lying through his fucking wooden teeth his entire life. How do you think he got where he was at? You know, you think politics was fair back then? Um, I love how most of you probably agree with me and I'm yelling at you like you don't. But whatever. That's what fuels me. Look at Serena running around, crushing her. You know what's funny about her? She looks like a fucking – when she plays tennis, she just looks like a dude. And then the second it's over, she turns into a girl. She's like, oh, my God. And she she does that thing where she puts her hands straight up in the air and jumps around in a circle like some little girl that just won a jump rope or some shit. Um. Oh, wow, she won, and then the other girl put a towel over her head and started crying. 
All right, I'm not trying to be a dick, but she needs to do something about that weave. Okay, she has a fucking she has some shit on Diana Ross wouldn't wear. <laughs> she looks fucking crazy. She looks like Troy Palomalu. Geez, I wouldn't say that to her face. I was actually one time, a long time ago, I went to some sort of show busy party and she was there and she was one of the, she was fucking totally proportionate, gorgeous. I'm going to tell you something right now. Serena Williams could fucking, could choke slam me and there would be nothing I could do about it other than to be kicking my legs as she had me up in the air. <laughs> that is the move. Of somebody who has no solution to whatever hold they're in. There's just something about... You know what it is? Is when somebody grabs you by the throat, there's just something... Your body goes into the, the, the flight mode. So your legs are already running. The second you get lifted up off the ground, you know, I think your body understands gravity. And it realizes that at some point you're coming back down again. And your body, just in case you come down on your feet, you automatically start running away from whatever the fuck just picked you up by your throat. Um, anyways, the fuck was, let's get back to politics in a second. I got, I got to, I got to, I can't be going too deep into this thing. I got to do the, I got to do my fucking due diligence here with the, uh, with the advertising, um, legal zoom, everybody. All right, you probably heard about LegalZoom if you're on YouTube. They got a lot of advertising on there. But let me tell you something. Now I'm telling you about it. Okay, so you got to check them out because these, uh, these guys are awesome. Um, if you've been waiting for the perfect time to start your dream business, which is right now, okay? Not really. I mean, if you have a, if you have a fucking idea, that's the time to do it. But when you have the idea, when you have all your ducks in a row, when you're ready to just walk out of your cubicle Ball up your fist, yet leave that middle finger upright and stick it right in his mustachioed face. Um, but you want to be incorporated before you do it. Uh, legal Zoom. All right? You can incorporate your business or form a, an LLC or a Legal Zoom at LegalZoom.com starting at just 99 bucks. It's a bargain. Um, even if you get some uh, bad lawyer with cheap shoes, he's still going to charge you at least $600 to do that. They can do it for 99 bucks on LegalZoom.com. If you have a family, um, you know, you're not a moron. You know you need to, these people need to be protect, protected. Um, you can protect your family and assets with the LegalZoom will for just 69 bucks. 99 and 69 Boy, oh, boy, that's 168 bucks. You got yourself a business and a will. In the past 12 years, over 2 million Americans – have used LegalZoom for LLCs, wills, trusts, trademarks. If you come up with an invention, trademark, right? They've saved hundreds, even thousands of dollars versus going to a traditional lawyer. LegalZoom's online process guides you step-by-step, step and you get total customer support. Uh, it could be much easier. They even have attorneys to help you out uh, if you need help through the legal stuff. It's pretty cool, man. Like if you don't know what's going on, you can actually call them up and get legal advice in case you didn't understand what I just said. All right. Start your business and protect your family today at LegalZoom.com. You also get a special discount from listening to this podcast. Make sure you enter Burr, B-U-R-R, in the referral box at checkout for more savings. LegalZoom is not a law firm, and self-help services are provided at your direction. In other words, if you get stuck, call them up. They'll help you out, and you'll, you'll be incorporated for 99 bucks. There you go. All right, e-voice, everybody. Wouldn't it be great if you could have 59,000 phone calls? 
numbers, but only one cell phone. Well, with eVoice, they can make that. No, not 59,000, but you can have a bunch of them. eVoice is your mobile phone at work. Um, one of the great eVoice features is music on hold. Uh, makes your business seem even more professional as eVoice will treat your clients and customers to music on hold. You can even set up your eVoice to run promotional advertisements for your company while people are on hold instead of having music. eVoice has the call recording feature, which is perfect for doctors, lawyers, real estate agents, hiring managers, or any other professional discussing contracts. Um, yeah, it's basically you, you can have like four or five different phone calls, phone calls, phone numbers, for the love of God, phone numbers, and um, they ring to your cell phone, but nobody has your real cell phone number. Do you understand how that works? It's, it's literally some Buck Rogers kind of stuff going on. You guys, you can have conference calls with up to 95 people. Um, you can you can do wonderful things with this or literally live a double double life and marry another woman and start another family. I mean, the 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 <laughs> the possibilities are limitless. It's easy to use. You just press star two to start and star star two to stop. OK, perfect. If you're driving and can't write something down, something important down and you don't want to hit a jogger. E-Voice makes your life easier and seems more professional and seems more professional. For your free six-month trial, go to www.evoice.com slash Bill Burr. That's www.evoice.com slash Bill Burr. Or go to the banner ad on my podcast page at BillBurr.com, and uh, you'll be on your way. You'll be on your way to getting out of that dang cubicle. So anyways, let's go back to the politics. What would you guys do? What would you do if a politician actually went up there and just said that? Just said, listen, you know, I came in here for you guys, but let me tell you something. I walked through those doors, walked through those marble columns, and um, my head spun around. And I realized that I didn't want to get whacked. I didn't want to have my friends and family whacked. And I decided, let me ask you this. I'm all over the fucking place. Is this crazy? If I was running this country, if you were a construction company or whatever the fuck you, whatever it is you do, a Halliburton, a whatever, a General Electric, a mom-and-pop store, and you got some sort of governmental contract. If you fucking did that bullshit where because it's, you know, taxpayer money and, you know, and you just start charging people like $9,000 per fucking hammer, I think that's a treasonous act and you should be, you should fucking go to jail. You know? I don't, I don't get, like, I, this is what I think happens. I think fucking corporations take their money. They bet on all the horses. All right? You got the top two horses. They throw money at both of them. And then when they go in office, whoever wins owes them a favor. They get a governmental contract. And then their fucking payback is they look the other way when they charge $9,000 for a hammer. And then those fucking corporate guys give the kickback to the fucking head ticket terror in charge. And they help supplement his fucking four and a grand a year salary. That's what I think happens. And then once every four years, they go out and they talk to us fucking morons and they go, everything good that happens because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for the other guys. And then the other guys come on. Well, we did all the good stuff. And those other, it's fucking, it's a joke. It's a fucking joke. And if you're sitting there in one of those barbershop quartet fucking hats, you know, holding up a fucking New Hampshire sign, you're, you're, a, you're a fucking moron. You think you're in it? You think you're in the fucking inner circle because you're in there on a fucking blue carpet? 
carpet the same color as the fucking toilet water of every fucking person who tried to be rich in the 70s? Remember that shit? People who had like fucking HD blue before HD TV. Remember that? And they had a furry fucking toilet seat. Just capturing every piece of fucking bacteria that bounced up out of the goddamn toilet. Remember that shit? You'd fucking take a piss and the water would turn green. That was entertainment. When I was a kid, people would take a piss and everyone would gather around and look at it. And then you'd flush the toilet and you'd go, freaking out, man, and it turned blue. That's what we did before the internet. You know what? But we weren't a bunch of fat fucks like these kids today. Some of fat kids, I just want to slap them right on the stomach, right on the side, you know, like a liver shop with like like a, like an open hand. Say that nice fucking. That would be that, that would be really be traumatizing to a kid, especially as a stranger. If you if you didn't even fucking know, you just came up, hey, you know, <laughs> just fucking. <laughs> hey, what do you say that tubby? And you just fucking slap him right on the stomach. You could do shit like that back in the day, you know. Just called, you know, being one of the guys. Um, anyways, my Patriots won yesterday. The fucking, or yeah, I guess I'll call it yesterday. The Jets won. Actually, technically it is yesterday. It's 1222 a.m. Nobody cares, Bill. Just keep coming with the fucking funny there, monkey boy. Um, you know, we'll look about, look about Mark Sanchez responding. What do you Jet fans think about Tim Tebow? I don't know about that shit. I feel like if 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 Sanchez, if he's feeling it and he's going down, to take him out one play, that's almost like icing your kicker, but you're kind of doing it to a quarterback. You know what I mean? I don't fucking know. I just don't think – I think Tim Tebow's a fucking winner. I love the guy, but, like, I just don't think he's going to make it as a quarterback. He's got to run too much. He doesn't have good footwork, and I don't give a fuck who you are. Like – you can't. You can only do that for so long. You gotta understand. As fast as the fucking SEC is in college football, you gotta understand that the NFL is like most of the people in the SEC don't even make it into the NFL. That's how fucking fast the NFL is, right? Now you think you're gonna go out there as a quarterback and start running around all over the goddamn field, right? And you think some fucking thirty-five-year-old HGH roided-up fucking linebacker? is going to sit there and chase your ass around the fucking field all day. He isn't. He isn't. He's gonna. But they're going to go back in the huddle, and they're just going to be like, next motherfucker who's got a chance to hit that Jesus freak, okay? Anybody knocks him out, I'm taking you out to fucking Tony Romo's tonight, Steakhouse. Not Tony Romo's. What the fuck is it? Tony Romo. He's got a great name for a steakhouse. Come on down to Tony Romo's. Just picture a fat Tony Romo in his later on years, you know? Got a fucking ring of fat around his stomach and then a fucking jowls. Um, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. I just think, uh, whatever, Jets look good. Uh, condolences to Bills fans. I know what that's like. I haven't experienced it in a while, but I know what that feels like to be all excited and to just get booted with a steel toe right in your football balls to start the fucking season. My condolence to Miami Dolphin fans. It's just, it's just the... the you know, you have hope. You have that feeling, okay, we're going to turn it around. You're down there. You don't even get to bite into your first fucking chicken wing before, you know, it, it's over. It's just, it's, it's the worst. It's the worst. And believe it or not, I actually got to, I have to, I have to give Peyton Manning props, something I never fucking do because I'm a cunt. 
not because he's a bad football player. It, the fact that he didn't just join, he didn't pull a Dwight Howard and just join the fucking San Francisco 49ers. Because if he jumped on that team, it, it, there would have been no reason to even play. Look at Chandler Jones. I called it. Paul Verzi forcing a fumble. Sorry, I'm looking at the highlights of the Patriots. Um, he could have just piled on. He could have just piled on with them and it would have been fucking over. Um, but he didn't. You know, I think it's because he's a decent guy. And he's also, he's a country boy. He doesn't want to be out there in fucking San Francisco with all that, uh, all those homeotype sexuals out there. He doesn't want to be out there, right? He wants to be where, thank God I'm a country boy. He be boo, ba, 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 boo. Thank God I'm a country boy. Isn't that where that song's from? I remember going to Mile High Stadium a long time ago against the Jets the year after fucking uh, Elway retired, and they played that song out there, and everybody started fucking clapping their hands and stomping their feet, and I literally got douche chills. You know? If you think Sweet Caroline is... That Sweet Caroline's pretty bad. That, that's a toss-up. You know what? I'd say Sweet Caroline is worse. I know I brought this up before, but Red Sox fans, who are actually still going to go to games... Can we please slowly but surely get rid of that song in seventh inning just by refusing to fucking sing it? Can people start making signs, something about just not singing that fucking song anymore? Please, for the love of fucking God. Anyways, here's what I think about the Patriots. We're fucking lights out against the run. What do they call it? In the box, I think we're great on D. All right, our running game was great. Our weak side uh, the guy I took over from Matt Light, I was a little nervous about him. And uh, when the fucking Titans abandoned the run and they just went into the hurry-up offense and they just kind of went right down the goddamn field and our corners looked like they did the last couple of years, I got a little nervous about that. And I know that they only did that on one drive, but it was the Titans. You know what I mean? It's not the fucking uh, it's not the 49ers. It's not the fucking Packers or anything like that. So that made me a little bit nervous when uh, when that shit happened. So... Um, I don't know. Stupid-ass Keith Robinson. He goes, what are you worried about? They're going to the fucking Super Bowl. He really bugs me. But I actually can't give him shit because I lost 50 bucks to that motherfucker. I bet on the Giants like an asshole. Bet on the Giants like a fucking asshole. I'm actually a fan of the Giants, even though they, they beat me, beat my team twice. I'm actually a fucking fan of the Giants. What's not to like? They stress defense. They're a fucking class act. They win championships. They're part of the old NFL. They got a great tradition. Their fucking defensive linemen are, are, are the future. That's what defensive linemen, I think, are going to look like, supersized linebackers. And yeah, they're basically everything the Jets aren't. <laughs> they have class. They have tradition. They don't have some blowhard as a fucking coach. You know? Actually, I can't shit on Rex Ryan. You know what? I I rented, I rented this fucking uh, for sixteen ninety nine. Goddamn raping. Sixteen ninety nine. Adam Sandler should have been in my hotel room, telling me why he made the movie, and all the cool stuff about the movie. I actually rented. Uh, That's my boy, and I fucking loved it. I loved it. Started a little slow, but once. It stopped being little Adam Sandler and it became him. It was fucking hilarious. I really liked that movie. You know? Fucking Adam Sandler. You know what I got about Adam Sandler's movies? He just doesn't seem like he gives a shit in a good way. 
Like, if he just likes somebody, he puts them in the movie, and you actually get to learn about Adam Sandler as you're watching it. Like, Rex Ryan had, like, a fucking decent role in that movie, like, a bunch of lines. And you just sit there going, oh, Adam Sandler's a Jets fan. Dan Patrick's in there. We did a great job. Dude, the cast is just going down. It is fucking hilarious. And uh, Nick Schwartzen, hilarious as always. I don't want to ruin any of it, but, you know, you know how movies now, there's so much shit out there. They come and go really quickly. Uh, I give that one two fucking thumbs up. All right? Now, don't be a cunt and fucking start looking at the movie like, you're gonna, like you thought you were going to be watching something like Saving Private Ryan. All right? It's a fucking comedy. All right? So, you know, take off your goddamn fucking, you know, whatever. You cunt. Take that off and just sit there and enjoy it. I actually really like the movie. There you go. Thumbs up. Two freckled thumbs up from this pasty fuck. Um, <clears throat> anyways, do you know some asshole actually had the audacity to start sending me jokes? He said better jokes than yours. This has to be somebody fucking around. This is his, this is his joke. Um, well, I'll tell you what he says first. He goes, hey, Bill, email me back, you lazy fuck. Uh, this joke above, this is one of my free ones. Your MM podcast is getting better sponsors, but your shtick is getting weaker. <laughs> <laughs> Too many irons in the fire. I will write you one-liner tweets and then parentheses and jokes that will bring people out to your shows, buy your shit online, and improve your act, exclamation point. $50 each. Patrice wanted them. Have your manager respond. Uh, go fuck yourself. Cordially, and then he says his name. So here's his joke. All right, and if you guys think this dude is better than what I'm doing here, I'm going to hire him and pay him $50 a joke. All right, here's his joke. High school, 1972. Hey, bro, let's go to your house after school, watch Three Stooges, smoke some weed, and light some farts. 2012. Dude, let's go home, do some bath salts, and shocker your sister, the dog, or each other. Exclamation point. There you go. That's joke number one. That was a freebie. He's like a drug dealer. That's how good his shit is. It's like the blue meth on Breaking Bad. This fucking guy, he's doling it out. And you know what, you motherfucker? If you're listening right now and you're going to give me shit for my delivery, why don't you fucking do me a favor and, and you record the jokes and tell me how I'm supposed to say them. And then I'll play them on the podcast and we'll let everybody decide. Out of the fucking blue. Um... Anyways, before I, get, I go any deeper into the uh, the podcast here uh, with my old shtick because I have too many irons in the fire. <laughs> um, I wish I had too many irons in the fire. Okay? I have like 19 hobbies and I have time for all of them. That's how few irons I have in the fire. But thank you, sir. Um, I want to thank everybody who came out. To uh, the Orlando Improv. I don't know if I did that already because this is my third attempt at trying, trying to get some momentum going in this podcast. But, uh, you know, I have, I've never done stand-up here. And the place was packed all weekend, even on Sunday night with the return of Peyton Manning, um, who looked fucking great. Oh, there's his numbers right there. 19 for 26, 253 yards, two touchdowns, no inter interceptions. Go fuck yourself. And he doesn't have a fuse next. His fucking head's on a swivel. Um, anyways, I want to thank everybody who came out, man. I had a great time. Fucking beautiful women out here. Jesus Christ. 
Gorgeous women. Gorgeous women, some fucking rednecks and alligators. That's what you have to uh that's what you have to look forward to. This fucking girl in this last show came out, right? You know, people come out and I stand there like a jackass and take pictures with everybody. Uh, you know, do the arms around the back. Hey, one, two, three. And then the fucking camera never goes. By the way, people, when you come up in the end, you could you just fucking have the thing ready? Just have the camera ready. Or at the very least, as you hand it to somebody else, just, just explain to them. It's hilarious. Like, people in their 20s love to hand their cell phones to people in their 50s. It's like you're literally handing them like a fucking lightsaber. They don't know what to do with it. And then I'm standing there with complete strangers. We have our arms around each other, smiling, you know, going, all right, you got it? Is it, it going to happen? Is it going to fucking happen? And, then, you know, so whatever. <clears throat> but anyways, yeah, so I'm doing that shit. And uh, the, the fucking power of women. It's, it's just unreal. Some girl came up. All right, yeah, I get a picture. I put my arm around her back, and I'm just touching her back. She had her fucking back out. All right? And then immediately, I can't even, I can't, I'm like, I'm a seventh grader. I'm like, thanks, show coming. Yeah. I can't even fucking speak. 44 fucking years old. You know what it was? It was I, 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 was, I wasn't ready. I couldn't, like, tell my body to be like, all right, just fucking relax, okay? I, I wasn't ready. I just fucking, I was expecting shirt, and it was a fucking woman's back, and uh, I, I got flustered. <laughs> How fucking weak is that? 44 years old, and I got flustered. So there you go. There you go. Look at RG3. Look what the fuck he did. Paul Verzi, it's a lock, dude. Cancel Christmas. It literally, he actually, say, it actually says Griffin the Third. I like how he has that, like he's some sort of landowner. What's his first name? Reggie? Barack, what the fuck is his name? I'm so bad. I, I just don't know anybody's name. If you're going to say RG3 58 fucking times, that's what he's going to become to me. Have you ever had a guy like that? You called him by his nickname so many times, and then one day he meets, he starts, you know, some girl's interested in him. And you're like, you know, what's his name? His name's Fitzy. But what's his first name? You know, because chicks always want to, oh, his name's Robert. No wonder he goes by RG. White people don't even call their kids Robert anymore. Um, <laughs> you know, that's that's a dying name, and so is my name, like Bill. Who calls a, kid, a baby Bill? When was the last time you heard somebody, we had a baby boy, what would you call him? We called him Bill. Do you understand that? Like, my name's going to be like Winston and one of those old school fucking Ulysses names by the time I'm fucking 80. And I'm, I'm, I'm on, at that point, I'm fucking doing 80, 36. In 36 years, I'll be 80, all right? And that Cinegenics will be 36 years older, and I will be fucking looking like I'm ready to be on MTV Cribs, you know? But my head will still look fucked up. Have you noticed that, like, with all this shit to make you look younger? Like, nature won't let you alter the head, you know? Because the head, is that's like your business card. You know, and it's just like a nature thing. They just can't let you still get ass at 80. You know, there's, there's, too, there's just too many fucking people. They won't allow it. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. What, let's, let's read another fucking. Maybe I do have too many irons in, in the fire. Um, kettlebells. 
Oh, I asked about this last week. Uh, somebody said, hey, Bill, I've been using kettlebells for two months, and I'm in great shape. I was always in okay shape, but the kettlebells fit into my ideal workout. Not time-consuming, fun, and I don't have to leave my house. Also, I feel like I can, I can rip someone's throat out after a few sets. Not that I would, but, hey, you never know when you'll need to. Exactly. Exactly. But I, I got to tell you, uh, the guy who runs my podcast actually helped me out with the link uh, that, that Joe Rogan um, the Joe Rogan podcast uh, put out, and I actually watched that. And the only thing I'm concerned about is with all that swinging of the kettlebell, I'm worried about throwing out my back. You know what I mean? Like, do they have a video on the proper form before I just get these things and just start swinging these anchors around? And I'm also worried about dropping it on my fucking foot. And don't even tell me that shit hasn't happened. All right? You're working out. With basically, you know what a kettlebell looks like? It looks like one of those old school irons from like the fucking uh, Little Rascals days. Where it was literally just a piece of fucking iron that you put a dish towel around and had a handle on it. It's like that except you melted it into a ball. Okay, you start fucking, uh... oh, what a great text. What a great text. The girl's back in town. She got our dog. Oh, that was another great thing. A couple of fans came up and they 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 show they show me pictures of their pit bulls. It's the greatest. That's the greatest. You, I'll tell you right now. If you don't have, if you have a dog and you didn't get a pit bull, you're really fucking missing out. They're just they're just the fucking greatest. They're the great. They're like what a dog should look like. They got the perfect dog head. They're in such great shape. They look like a little fucking horse. You know. And when you come home, they got this way of running where they fucking, before they run in your direction, they got they got to lean back, you know, and then fucking just hurl themselves towards you. All that fucking muscle coming at you. It's like you're, you're right on the fucking rail at Churchill Downs, except it's running right at you and it's going to make your fucking ear bleed. Oh, I can't wait to see my dog when I get back. I actually have specific instructions for my girl not to bring the dog down to the airport because... I don't get the same kind of welcome because welcome, like, she's in the fucking car, you know. I like to have the dog at the house. And then she lets it outside, and I come walking in like one of those soldiers that came back from war, except I told jokes at a strip mall, you know. But it's my own little thing, right? Um, all right, next email. How far into this shit are we? Oh, 45 minutes. Holy shit, this is fucking hour. I'm flying. Um, all right, fuck list. Bill. I wake up at my girlfriend's house. She leaves for work. I can't find my socks. She says, I have some. She says, I have some. Just use mine and leaves. I wake up later and I look for the sock drawer, top drawer, right? Um, And I find this list with about 20 to 30 names on it. And my name is near the bottom. Oh, no. Some have check marks on them, etc., I ask her about it, and while she's initially upset, it turns out to be her fuck list. Wow. I don't even have a fuck. I have a list in my head. She actually made a fuck list? Dude, you coined a phrase. She said she made it after we got together with some friends drunk one night. She then admitted to being somewhat of a whore. Her words, not mine. Before we met, but assures me that she hasn't done anything since she met me with anyone else. 
I do believe her, but I totally blew up on her, and we haven't been talking for a few days. I also look a bit creepy as to why I went through her drawer. It was in an envelope. Yeah, you know what it is? Yeah, you kind of look creepy, but she would have done that to you. You know, women call it snooping. When we do it, it's fucking creepy. Anyways, he goes, I need some help here on this one. Do I apologize? She already has. Do I just say fuck it and forget about it? What's Nia's take on it? God damn it. You know what? I'm going to have to ask her take on that one. I'm not going to have it on this podcast. When I when I go home, I fly home tomorrow, I'll try to uh, have an epilogue to this podcast um, or maybe tack it on to, to the following weeks. That is a great question because I don't trust this girl. You know? That when when a girl is that fucking free, all right, and I know girls are getting mad. Why why can't we be as free as you? I'll tell you why you can't. Because you don't have to work at getting laid. Okay, I can be sexually liberated. I still have to go out to the bar. I got to do a fucking tap dance. You know, like me getting laid, it's it's like somebody on fucking uh, American Idol trying to get that ticket to Vegas. You know, that's what it's like is it, for most guys anyways, to get laid, even if you're, you're good at it. It's it's like fucking, you know, it's, it's, it's not hot. But you guys, anytime you want to fuck, you can fuck. Look at that girl tonight. She came up with her back out. I didn't know it was there. I put my hand and I wasn't ready. 44-year-old guy. I'm sitting there... St- I can't even fucking talk. Um, so that's what I would be worried about. She said she's a bit of a whore. Like, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing or if, like, uh, I, I, I don't know about that one. She sat down and she made a list. Jesus Christ. 20 to 30 names. Now, this is the thing. I don't know how old she is. All right, 20, you know, for a girl, 20 to 30 names, I don't think is even that bad. The fact that she, well, I don't know, but it might be even worse because they they are not honest about their number. They do the exact opposite of what we do. Guys, we exaggerate our numbers. They dial them fucking back. Like, like women's how many guys have you been with numbers is like when they put out how many people are unemployed in this country. You know, they try to keep that number fucking down. It's the same thing. Uh, a fuck list. I mean, uh, I, I don't know how I'd ever get past that. You sat around with your friends. Are your friends all whores? You know? And it's not like they just sat there going, oh, yeah, you know, I fucking, you know, Bobby, Philip, fucking Dakota. I don't even have a fucking modern name. Um, <laughs> Range Rover, whatever fucking people call kids, boys now. Um, and then, you know, there's checks next to them of, of like what she did with them or how good the dick was. 
And uh, I, I don't know if that's one of those things that they all fucking do and you just unfortunately peek behind the curtain and you should let it go. I have no experience with something like that. Um, oh, this would have been a great Nia question. I have to do this with her and get into a fucking giant argument. But then I run the risk of possibly getting a, a fucking preview of her fuck list, which I don't want to know about. I don't want to know. I mean, I got to be honest with you. I don't give a fuck. At my age, I don't give a Are you clean? Good. Okay. What do I think? You were fucking in a, in a goddamn bubble. I hope you banged enough guys and learned how to fuck. I really do because I don't need some fish in bed, you know, just laying there. <laughs> I haven't fucked a lot of people. Great. Isn't that great? Do you want a pilot who hasn't flown a lot of planes? You know, there's, there's give and take. Okay, you got a girl who hasn't fucked a lot of guys and, you know, she sucks a dick like she's eating green beans. <laughs> that's the trade-off, you know? Ah, dude, that sucks. That really sucks for you. Why were you going to wear one of her socks to work, though? You know, with, with a little fucking Chris Everett ball hanging off the back? Um, up a few. Bill, I've been dating this girl for three years now. She's the perfect mix of smart-ass, sweetheart, good girl, sexy for me. That's my girl. That's exactly it. Basically, I'd be a gigantic cunt to fuck up what I was lucky enough to have delivered to me on a silver platter. She also loves your stand-up and takes on relationships. Uh, and t- On my takes on relationships, that does anything for you. You don't got to fucking please me, dude. This is for you. Uh, so what is your problem, you ask? I met her and started dating her in college when she was a D1 athlete with an unbelievable body. Um, if I may tug my own dick for a bit, I beat out current starting NFL. I beat out a current starting NFL QB who was trying to get with her at the time. That's fucking awesome. At the time I met her by not playing the asshole card. Uh, gaining weight was never an issue as before, uh, before she graduated. Um, she was always in shape through regular practices. Since then, she's been slowly putting on weight to where it's now getting noticed by my friends and family. Anytime I mention it to her, she gets all apologetic, but will never do a whole lot to fix it or will stop after trying for a week or two. Um... So that I'm not a hypocrite, I stay in as good a shape as I can while eating real food and drinking uh, real beer, working out enough to maintain. I absolutely love this girl, and this isn't a major issue now. But if I'm one one day going to ask this girl to marry me, I would like to know that the current trend will improve. What do I say or do I, without sounding like a shallow asshole, or am I a shallow asshole? No, you're not a shallow asshole. Nobody wants to fucking get with somebody who's in shape and then watch them slowly become a tub of shit. That's not fair to the person that you're with. You know? It isn't. Look, it'd be one thing if she went out and she had a couple of kids. The physical toll and the fucking nine months of hell that they go through, you've got to give them a pass on that. You would be a total asshole if you brought that up. But the thing is, the fact that she hasn't even had a fucking kid yet, she's sitting around eating fucking Cheetos, getting all mushy, you know? You don't want a mushy girl. I don't know how to. Uh, how do you do it? Uh, not. This is how you do it. Don't say it the way I just said it. I would say. Um, oh, the Yankees won thirteen to three over the Orioles. Are the Yankees kind of choking? I don't even watch baseball. Oh man, I want to see the fucking Orioles and Pirates rematch, or see like the Kansas City Royals in there. Are they in there? Is that what's going on? 
You know, this is one of these classic years where people go, see, it doesn't matter if you spend $200 million, right? Once every four or five years, this happens. Oh, that's great. So 80% of the time, you know, it's going to be Yankees and Red Sox. It's such a fucking, it's such a tragedy what happened to fucking MLB. And now it's going to happen to the NBA. Um, anyways, what do you say? I think I've answered this question before, haven't I? How did you, you just got to be like, listen, just tell her, listen, I love you to death. We're young. Okay. And if we're already getting, just keep saying we, if we're already getting out of shape at this age, it's going to lead to health problems. And like, I want you to be around, you know, I want you to enjoy life. I don't want us to be this couple. Just say, listen, I get out of shape every once in a while. I try to stay on top of it. I can help you. We can work out together. That's a good one. If you work out together, start going on hikes. They love that shit. Looking at flowers and fucking bumblebees and stuff. You know? Just hold her hand. Act like you're being romantic and walk fast. <laughs> um, just do shit like that. It's just, you know. Look. You get one body. You, you, you got to treat it right. You've, you know. It's like a car. You get a car, you never wash it, you don't change the oil. It looks like fucking shit. All right? Just say, look, you're hot. You turn me on. I want to fucking bang you all the goddamn time. All right? I'm saying this for your own good. I know you don't want to hear it. And there's got to be something that I'm doing that's bugging you. Let me hear that. Just maybe a little tit for tat, no pun intended. Um, do it that way. But, dude, you're not, you're not in the wrong. You're not in the fucking wrong. Like, that, that'd be like if, if a guy was sober when he meets somebody and all of a sudden becomes an absolute fucking drunk. That's not fair to the other person. So, you know, like I said, I mean, I, I stop short of if, if they have, like, you know, a couple of kids. I mean, it's just – that is what it is, okay? They fucking sacrifice their body so you could have the joy of having a child. You should shut the fuck up then. But, I mean, uh, but if they're getting to a point where it's like a health concern, like they're going to have a heart attack or a stroke, God forbid. You know, you, you have to say something. My grandfather used to say to my, uh, my grandmother, he used to just say to her, say, hey, you, you better watch it. <laughs> that was it. And she knew what that meant. And, he, you know, he, he'd let her gain like 10 and just said, hey, you know, you, you better watch it. <laughs> All right. Anyways, Bill, I've listened to your podcast since the beginning, but I, can, I cannot recall you ever rating – Oh, ever ranting or pondering the subject of schadenfreude, uh, which is German word. It's a German word that means taking joy in the pain and misery of others. Um, and for some reason, it just cut off there. Hang on a second. I want to read this one. Where the fuck is it? Hang on. God damn it, Bill. You're really the worst. Uh, there, there's, there's, there is no word for this in English. I guess the Germans just have a more realistic understanding of human nature. Would love to hear your thoughts on this phenomenon. I'd rather give you your, my thoughts on that condescending comment. There is a word for that in the English language. It's called a hater. You're a hater. You want to see everybody else fail. You don't like when fucking people win. You know what I mean? I guess Germans have a more realistic understanding. Yeah, or you fucking... Committed genocide 60 years ago. Maybe that. Maybe you guys are a bunch of blue-eyed fucking psychopaths over there. Maybe maybe that's what it is. Can anybody write anything about this fucking country from another country without being a cunt? All right? And I'm not saying we're not a bunch of cunts over here. But, you know, 
take a deep breath in your country and you tell me what you smell. Um, no, I guess we are just more advanced than you and we just understand a more realistic perspective. Really? Maybe we grew up behind a fucking wall. We would have felt the same goddamn way if we tried to exterminate a group of fucking people because we were too stupid <laughs> to fucking blame the right people, which is those blue blood cunts at the top. Why don't we all just join hands and walk over to the Rothschild's house? Why don't we do that at some point? Um, dilemma. Bill, would you rather fight four chimpanzees to get out of a burning building? I would lose. I would lose to one or never be able to turn left for the rest of your life. Uh, I'd rather never be able to turn left for the rest of my life. In the monkey scenario, they have sticks and you have an axe. Dude, give me a fucking break. Isn't it enough that a monkey has the strength of six men, can rip my foot off, my ball bag, and then tear my face off while hanging from one a, a, a fucking drain pipe? Or a ceiling fan, I guess I should have said. <laughs> and I have an axe. Uh, in the turning scenario, you can never turn left. In a car, on foot, on a bicycle, never. Um... Yeah, I, I would I would obviously just I would never go left. There's a way to go left by going right, you know. You know, like all I have to do is drive up to the street I wanted to make a left on and then I just go right and I go around the block and then I pass the street I was just on. I make another right, and another right. And there I am. Would actually teach me patience. And the other scenario, um, I get to turn left, but it don't have a face ball bag or a left foot. So I'm going to say I don't. <laughs> That's a good dilemma, though. Dude, have you not been keeping up on monkeys? I guess it's not a chimpanzee. What kind of monkeys are they? They're those little ones that throw their shit at you at the zoo? Those, those little fuckers. I don't want an axe. They're too quick. Those things would just jump on you. You don't bring an axe to a monkey fight. Sean Connery said that one time. Um, I want a fire hose. If I have a fucking fire hose and they're at least 30 feet away from me and we're in a room, <clears throat> that's that's what I would do. And I get Michael Vick's fucking uh, flak jacket. I would definitely do it. Um, all right. Is that it? Okay. A couple more little advertising and then I'll tell you a quick little story. Um, all right. Stamps.com, everybody. What if everything uh, – what if you could take care of everything you mail or ship in a way that saves you time, money, and hassle? Well, you can with Stamps.com. Stamps.com is more than just stamps. It's your 24-7 solution for sending letters and packages within the safety, within the wonderment, within the, the, the angel dust of your own home, apartment, or tent city. With Stamps.com, buy and print official U.S. postage using your own computer and printer. It's like having the post office right at your desk. For all of your postal and shopping needs, Stamps.com will even give you a digital scale. So you can get the extra. Uh, so you can get the extra postage you need on any letter or package. Then the mailman picks it up. Um, I actually use Stamps.com to send all my DVDs out to the wonderful strip malls that I perform in. It's so easy, so convenient. Right now, I have a special offer when you use my last name Burr. B U R R. You get a no-risk trial plus a hundred and ten-dollar bonus offer. Includes a digital scale and up to fifty-five dollars in free postage. You guys got to do this, man. If you want to phase out going down there and standing in that line only to have somebody stick that thing up and say, next window, please. 
just takes a few minutes to get started. So go to stamps.com right now. Before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Burr. That's stamps.com and enter Burr. All right. So thus concludes another wonderful Monday morning podcast. Um, thank you to everybody who's been going on to amazon.com through my website on the podcast page, clicking on the banner and buying stuff. Uh, we've been doing real well. We've been raising a lot of money for the uh, Wounded Warriors Project. I owe those I owe those guys some money. I've gotten two checks in. I haven't given them a dime, so I, I owe those guys a nice little chunk of change. Thanks to you. It works for all of us. Amazon.com. And uh, Gamefly.com. How would you like to have 8,000 video games free for two weeks? Go to BillBird.com. Click on the podcast page and check it out. Click on the link to Gamefly.com or just go to Gamefly.com slash Bill. Burr, right? And you're in there. Okay, now... Where am I going to be next week, everybody? My white trash redneck tour continues. Orlando, you guys were the shit. Beautiful people. Everybody had their teeth. It wasn't rednecky at all. There definitely were alligators. All right? But uh, I was completely wrong about you guys. Now, Charlotte, you know, what are you guys going to do? You guys going to sit back and let Orlando fucking show you up? You know? Give me some shit to do. I don't want to be a shut-in like I did this week. I got six fucking weeks in a row on the road, and I swear to God, this podcast is really difficult to do if I just stay in my fucking hotel room because uh, I got to go out. Whenever I go out and I do something, I always make an ass out of myself. Then I have my comedy. I have my stories. That's how it works, everybody. All right, that's the podcast for this week. Um, New York City after Charlotte. After Charlotte, I go to Jacksonville. After Jacksonville, I go to Cincinnati. Go Bananas. Um, then I have a week off, and then the 18th through the 21st, I am in Simf- uh, Sydney, Australia. Ah, shit. What's the name of the place? We actually uh, were selling tickets so well down there that we're going to add a show. How fucking unreal is that? The other side of the world in the other fucking hemisphere. Um, we're going to be adding goddamn shows. And what is that, people? That's the power of the fucking podcast. Isn't that tremendous? Um, And I'm psyched because I was worried I was just going down there doing one show, which is a lot of pressure to fly 14 hours down there, get one shot at it. Imagine if I ate my fucking balls and then just had to get back on a plane and fly 14 hours the other way. Uh, Give me some shit to do in Sydney. Help me out, guys. Help me out. I'm going to have no life over the next five, six weeks. I would really appreciate it. Okay, that's the podcast for this week. Once again, thanks to everybody in Orlando. Like, the, the turnout was unfucking believable We were packed tonight on a Sunday night, a football Sunday. There were Steeler fans and Bronco fans in the fucking crowd, TiVo in the shit so they could come down and see my act. It means the world to me. All right, that's it. I'll see you in a white trash city near you. Go fuck yourselves. Don't take any shit. Uh, hasta orisa is my Spanish for this week. Until next time, go fuck yourselves. Tell me in a world without pity Do you think what I'm asking is too much? I just want something to hold on to And a little of that human touch Just a little of that human
Give me 